You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. This is an official spoiler warning. The cold open for the show will be uh, a hard spoiler for Plague Tale Requiem. The official time the show will start is 17 minutes and 55 seconds. Or if you want to round up, you go to 18 minutes and the show will start and we will you will have skipped the major, major, major spoilers about Plague Tale Requiem. Thank you, guys. I want to talk about Plague Tale um, without somebody who's played it because nobody... It's funny because either... It's it, it's a game that's so the the um narrative and the ending are so deeply traumatizing that everyone who played it doesn't want to talk about it. So you don't know who played it. A lot of people did. Like it was up there. It was like up there for the game of the year awards and the, the that that game of the year show that people watch. People were watching it, um, but everyone who finished it is so broken that nobody went online and was like, "Hey y'all, did you play Plague Tale Requiem?" No, like every once in a while it'll come up. And then somebody will be like, yeah, I played it. And then somebody else will be like, yeah, I played it too. I didn't like that ending. And they were like, yeah, and that'll be the end of the conversation. <laughs> and every time it comes up, everyone's like, I didn't like that ending. So um, so uh, my issue with it uh, is like, um, how do I put it? I, I, I had to come up with words for it because on its face, it just seems like a dark ending. But it's not. Um, mm -hmm. how do I put it it's the betrayal of storytelling conceit so if you don't have a swashbuckling adventure that ends darkly um, typically usually the more buckles that are swashed it means it's more likely the story is going to end well or reasonably because you're um, because you're kind of trivializing the dark possible outcome for the sake of adventure and usually things that have bad endings have a certain ceiling to how much adventure there is in them because the ending might be bad it's what makes the good horror movie so good where the main character like gets sucked into a toilet by freddy krueger is because there was a possibility of the character being sucked into a toilet by freddy krueger the whole movie and there was no like adventure there was no like LOL, Freddy Krueger's around, shenanigans, there were no chase sequences, no one fought a giant whale or anything insane. It was like, no, 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 we're deeply concerned about Freddy Krueger. Oh, wait, my mom's been abducted by Freddy Krueger. Silent credits. Right. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem has more adventure in it than Uncharted. Thousands of people die. Like, so, you know about Plague Tale Requiem? The character Hugo, the, the little kid that controls the rats. He essentially has control over the apocalypse in the end of I know, days. I, it, it, you will have to explain the game and the premise to me. Okay, so, it's like, I forgot the time period. Like, I guess you could say, like, um, it's like um, a retconning. So, the, the bubonic plague wasn't a plague caused by disease. It was caused by rats. There is a um, primordial force that imbues one person with the ability to control an army of rats and everything an army of rats would bring. So this little boy named Hugo, like genetic descendant of like the last person. Like, it's, just, it's like chosen, I think it's like the genetic descendant or like something. <coughs> and uh, he, has, he has the mark and he 
essentially has this like burgeoning connection with this primordial force and it manifests itself in this uh, ability to generate an army of rats that cause disease straight up eat people in the cover of darkness unless you have light the rats will overtake you thousands upon hundreds of millions of rats and um the first game kind of the first game outlined this and the second game um the amount his power is growing so exponentially that whenever something goes wrong with him whenever whenever things go south whole cities are destroyed like under a literal ocean of rats that eat the land out from under it collapse all the buildings kill all the people cause all the disease this happens three times you go to three cities and you destroy all three and they're little literal tidal wave of rats while your little brother is going through it and um you can't it happens three times every time there's like this uncharted style chase sequence where you're like running and it's terrifying and it's full of adventure and about my guess would be given the population of those three cities i'd say about four thousand people are killed in that game in the second game just straight up off the off the strength of your brother losing control of his um, end of day's power. And you do a lot of adventuring. There's a lot of character building. You meet a very broad cast of characters. There's a lot of growth, a lot of joking about. Um, and uh, around the, there are about three false starts in the game where you think the game is going to end and it doesn't. And in the third one, um, your brother thinks that you died wholesale. So your brother like full on is like, fuck it, I'm going to give myself to the darkness. And you have to like get to like literally the center. Like there is like now a black like orb in the center of another country that was destroyed. Another, yeah, another country that was destroyed. And your brother's in the center of it. And you have of to rats? Get, of like, it's this literal ocean of rats. Like literally they, they're like towards the end, they're like cascading out from the dark bubble, like water. Like you have to literally get behind cover and they smash up against you like ocean waves. And um, at the end of it, your brother, like an apparition of your brother explains that he fucked up because he thought you were dead and he cannot be redeemed. And you go to the center of it because, you know, you're the only person that could because your brother would allow you to do it because you're his sister. And you kill him. That's it. After two games, 4,000 deaths across the ocean, multiple continents, four cities. You fail. You fail. A 15, 16 hour long adventure game. Running from my life, building my character. I killed so many niggas. My character is going through it. Amicia has the most well-realized mental breakdown due to being the main character of a game where you kill people I've ever seen. Ever. She does not handle the killing of the every person in the room well. And she's trying to protect her brother, but she's not okay with killing all these people. But her brother needs to be safe, but no one knows how to do it. And she's becoming obsessive. And you see the history of the last time the person did this. They also had a protector that also became obsessive. And that was how the world ended before, because something happened to the protector. And then the oh. little kid was like, well, fuck this. Ruined everything, blew everything up, had to get buried like hundreds of hundreds of miles underground. You find the kid, all that shit. You learn about the history of this. And at the end of it, you have to kill your brother. Just full stop. Slingshot to the forehead. And... No! Right, right. Two games, 25 hours, 4,000 deaths, Four cities, cross country, boat trip, 
adventuring. And I, and, I, and I say, it's a betrayal of all the adventure you go on in the game. It's not a dark, intimate game. It's like Uncharted until it's not right at the end. And it's like if Infinity War was the last Marvel movie they ever made. They stopped. Like, what if at the end Thanos won, they snapped half the people out of existence, uh, and they stopped making Marvel movies, and he never, never made another one? It's like... It's not a bad ending for a story that doesn't have 10 years of adventure preceding it. Just straight up heartwarming adventure. Done. And I think it's a betrayal of storytelling conceit. I think it's a betrayal of that. Like, that's what makes it so hard. It's not that the story is dark, because we've seen those before. It's that it right. leads you on an adventure that leads you, that leads you to believe that there would be a solution. To the point where it's a whole big adventure. And and it's funny because so I was thinking in, in from the first Plague Tale game to the last Plague Tale game. The first Plague Tale game is very intimate. Very, very intimate. And then towards the end, when you start using your rat power, apparently like the evil Pope, don't ask, um, takes some of your brother's blood and gets a little bit of his power. So then at the end, it's like literally like this rat horde battle you're having with like the evil Pope. Again, don't ask. Absolutely fucking batshit. But then the game holds this tone of being anime-style batshit straight through to the second one, all the way through to an 18-hour-long adventure with all this nonsense, and then at the end, it rips it back down to the original intimate tone right at the end where your brother's like, can't save me, gotta kill me. There's nothing else you can do. And it's so rough to have gone through that whole journey that nobody wants to talk about it. A lot of people played it. No one says shit. It is the worst ending <laughs> I have ever encountered out of anything I've ever played. I was, say, this is, I was about to say this rivals the Mass Effect 3 ending. Right. It's the worst ending. And it's, it's so bad. It, it, it is like a betrayal of its own storytelling. Yes. And it, the, they, like I said, if, they, if you, this is what you were going to do, then please don't let me adventure. Don't let me meet a cast of colorful characters. I don't want to get a big sister and a little brother. I don't want to keep playing these fucking hide-and-seek games with my little brother. I don't. You do that like five times where your little brother's like, all right, we're going to do okay. And you're playing with them and everything and whatever. You're running around the countryside and you're like, all right, this might be bad. Might be good. It's not good. And again, there's no solution. So you did all that for quite literally nothing. And... It's such a betrayal. And there's like nothing, there's like nothing to like hold your hand at the end. No, no, no. They move on. Like the ending, the, the after credit scene is um is a modern day hospital in France where another baby has a little marking of the thing. So it's like they moved on. Like that's the end of the story. Like the next plague tale will be like in two thousand whatever year past this year. So they moved on. That's the end of the original plague tale, Amicia. And um, Hugo Darun, that's their story. And it's so rough that nobody likes why it. Would you do all, right. Why would you do all of that for... For nothing. Nothing. Uh, What's the point? Right. That is the general consensus Just to of, make you depressed? Yes, it was so dark, I uninstalled the game. Um... And I'm not the only one. And that is usually the response is people are like, this game is so good, but the ending is so bad. I don't want to talk about it. That's why it's taken me so long. I finished the game a week after it came out in like October. It's May 2023. And I'm finally talking about <laughs> it. I finished that game. That game came out in October. Yeah, I think you, 
What? I think yeah, you've you you've mentioned it a few times like briefly, but never in depth. You're just like, I've got I've got I've got I've got words about I've got like, Taylor just like I'm yes. not I'm not I'm not I'm not ready for the plague. I'm like, I've got stuff on plague time, I'm not ready. Like that that's basically what it's been since October. You're just like, I don't wanna nah, 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 nah. They just like and I'm like, I get it, I get it, I understand. I don't I um it's deeply unsettling for no reason. For no reason. And like I said, I don't think and the thing about it is I don't think the game and the story could have had a good ending where like Hugo is fine. Clearly not. It's like a pro by the time like the the enormity of what you're dealing with is made clear to you. So it's like the ending won't be good. But um, I'm hoping my thing was if we can find a way to get Hugo isolated. That's all like that's the narrative. Right. If we can get him to some place where he's not around all these well, he's not around all these people trying to pull at him. If he's around a little bit less people, you know, we'll just vibe out a little bit in the mountains for a little bit. He'll know that he's not for people like someone with a severe social anxiety. He knows he's not for crowds. He lays low. And that would be the thing we figure out how to navigate it while he's alive, while he gets older and stuff. Like, I, I, he's going to have to live in isolation. But the, the, the story was that the previous kid with the mark, I think it's the mark of the macula or something like that. Um, they buried him deep underground and kept him chained up. So he lost his shit because they took away his big sister, his protector, locked him down at the bottom of a chamber, and then isolated him in darkness when he made the deal with the priest. He was like, fuck it. Do what you have to. And that was what that was what caused all yeah, the Yeah, like, why would you not do it? Like, why would you not? How right. would that not be your response? Right. All hope is lost. I don't, which, I don't know what people were thinking. Right. So the, um, the order existed, and they were going to try and do that again. And then we kind of fought back, and then there was a big, big schmoz. And again, the city was, was that, 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 would, that would totally work. Like, this person can summon rats. So let's, like, chain them underground and have them in the dark where they're absolutely going to summon rats. Literally, he had nothing. Like, he, rats, he, like, he, we, like, there's not a multitude of rats that can chew through literally anything. Right. So there was, they kept him locked underground um, in a complete darkness, devoid of hope and love. So yes, the worst thing happened, yes. So again, we, I figured that the goal was we were going to find something, a little, something, something that's not isolating this child in the dark with just himself and his greatest fears realized. I was hoping we could do that. Maybe a nice mountain with some flowers, lots of family around, people cycling in and out. Hey, Hugo, what's going on? You know, we can get, you know, maybe put him in like, maybe have him like live in a black neighborhood where the black people be like, hey, it's Hugo. You know what I mean? You know, maybe he'll come by the local. Not have him in a black neighborhood. <laughs> Listen, if any, if any group of people could take care of this white kid that could end the world, it'd be a bunch of fucking black people just in the hood. Just, that's just white boy Hugo. Don't get them mad. That's it. We we follow rules. We have community. We don't have these problems. We're not trying to control the power. We're not trying to rile this kid up for funsies. That's whiteboard Hugo. He apparently can destroy the planet. He's cool. That's it. You might have... Yeah, just, just don't get him mad. Just don't get him mad. Don't get him mad. So... Um, but yeah, the fact that you just outright have to kill him and there's no, there's no alternative. Like, even if, um, you don't, like, if you really hesitate, cause there's like a really long moment where your character, like, it's like the, actually you do the basic attack, but it's so drawn out cause she does not want to do it. So you hold that trigger and you can see like the cursor slowly centering and then you pull the thing and she doesn't want to do it. So you have to like press the right trigger to make her do it. 
And if you don't do it, then your um, homeboy who's with you, he ha- he crossbows him. Yeah, no matter what happens, Hugo doesn't make it. And it's so bad. <laughs> and it's so awful. And it is the worst ending I have ever encountered in anything I have ever played. Precisely for the reason that I make like I said, it's like if they made if Infinity War was the last Marvel movie ever made, they stopped. Thanos not only won, but silent credits were the last interaction we had with Marvel characters on film. Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, the things we like just stopped in the middle of it. So so yeah, uh it took me six months to finally get the get the courage to talk about that. Um, also, a request. I think Abby Abby brought it up. I had posted that they post they yeah, put the perform they put the performance um, mode in, so the game was finally running at sixty frames a second, like all games should in this generation. And uh, I was like, cool. And then Abby was like, that ending sucks, which is the usual response to Plague Tale Two. What the fuck is that ending? Ah! And then they you know they swoon and pass out. Same, you know. So. So yeah. That's that. We do have like a show though. We need to do like a proper show. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Ren Freeman, but with me, the actual host, the CEO, the CFO, the owner, proprietor, social media manager, lead artist, head therapist, travels are at least bacon, bacon, how are you? Hello, I'm here. I exist. I'm conscious. That's a win. I think. I mean, that's funny. I'm at the point now where if there was some big reveal that this was a simulation or someone's dream or whatever, I wouldn't flinch. Like, what would I do? Like, it was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, like, whatever. I mean, we're, we're in the, uh, we're, we're still in the dark times, but everybody is walking around like it's not. So uh, yes. who knows what's happening? We are in the, um, we're in a very, did you ever see the original Mad Max movie? Like the very original Australian one? Yeah, I'm a Mad Max fan. Okay, so you see how it was like the about the origins of society as it was collapsing before it became Mad Max. That's where we're at, where it's like, everyone's trying to act like it's fine. And when you scratch the surface at all, it's just crazed gunmen everywhere <laughs> fighting over gasoline and resources. And it just doesn't take much for it to go south at all. And we're right in, we're in that nice pocket right there where um, we're extremely feral and not handling our attempt to um, to bury the trauma of three years of um, pandemic. Uh, we're not handling it well. So, yeah, if this is someone's consciousness and you have a um, and I, if you if you're hearing this consciousness wake up even if it bleeps us out of existence it's like you've been asleep too long your phenomenal cosmic dream powers you've been asleep too long wake up have some food a glass of water some nice like gluten-free pancakes and some bacon like really you know enjoy your morning go for a walk check the news and then go back to sleep and try this again please just if you hear me it it's fucked. Wake up. 
All right, what else? What else do we have? We have house cleaning. We have a Patreon, which is um, uh, getting a, a surprising amount of traction for how inconsistently we put out content, which I appreciate the uh, people who have really latched on to the brand of of um of uh absolute life related chaos so thank you guys yes no seriously thank you like we're, we are we are actively working to get on the ball we're just you know working around uh burnout and chronic illness um you know it's it's the worst and those are two things that don't really go away the uh so i released my job uh full disclosure i used to work uh, qa for activision i actually was uh working on call of the last call of duty that came out for the year or so before it came out so that was what i was doing that's why i was like hesitant to talk about it on the air as all types of stuff and i'm still not going to talk shit because I, I don't want to but um that's what i was doing even though it's legal now by the way um well, it is it, it is legal now. It will come up it will come up naturally because um Activision is um problematic to say the least. Um but yeah, that's what I did. And it had me working um weird hours. That that terrible chunk of time where you can't do anything in the morning, but you can't do anything in the evening. So I was like 12 I was like 11 to 8 and central which meant that I could not do anything. And then by the time um, I could do something West Coast time, but then I'd be out of sorts. And now that I release this job, now I am taking a month to myself. Um, I, I, um, I'm now like just tired in the evenings on reflex. <laughs> and now I'm trying, and now I have to, I have to kind of catch bacon because now uh, bacon is um, kind of randomly asleep and I'm trying to make sense to kind of catch the wave so i think I, I i think i talked about it like last episode where like yeah like I, i'm on like the new medication which is like uh really really great like um they they drop them so like the medication is it, it, it's it's helping with the the chronic pain specifically the chronic pain now the bad thing about that is is i'm losing my indicator for when I'm having fatigue crashes because I was using the pain as an indicator for my fatigue crashes and right. not anything. So now I have to figure out the, a new indicator for my fatigue crashes because I don't know what it is anymore. Uh, but it makes me sleep like 10 to 15 hours. And the fatigue also makes me sleep a lot. Like if I'm having a fatigue crash. So like people be like, what time are you going to be up? And I'm like, I will be awake at six. I don't know for how long. I I don't know when I'm going to be taking like a spontaneous nap through the day that like my because my body will be all of a sudden like you silly hoe go lay the fuck down. And I'm like, I'm laying the fuck down. And then t five hours later. Right. So I, I don't I don't know what time I'm awake. And it's like, you know, you know, like some some folks who don't understand how all of this works very well have been like, oh, well, it's just because you're unemployed, et cetera. You don't like have to do you. You have a flexible schedule so you can do anything like at any time of day. And I'm like, no, that's not why. <laughs> right. It's, I, I, I just don't know what's going to happen. Because like even when I was working, what would happen is like I would just fall asleep, like sitting at my desk, like just out. 
I mean, like, I, the unfortunate side effect of growing up in a church environment means I can sleep sitting up. I can I've, fall asleep anywhere. I've lost that. If you ability, can fall asleep but... in a church, if you can fall asleep in a wooden church pew, you can fall asleep anywhere. I've lost the ability. Um, how do you, do you fall asleep with like, your head straight? Because I have I have a head bob now. I, I have a massive fucking skull, but also um, uh, I have head bob. So it, it depends. Sometimes I head bob and like my head will snap back. Yes. And the snap back is what wakes me up. Yes. But other times like I've actually there's like a head tilt like about right here. I'm going to try it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like just just so sit up. Sit up with your head straight and just tilt it slightly back. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's how you don't head bob. It just, it, it just stays perched there like you're balancing. Like, you know when you balance a spoon? We might need to... Uh... I mean, that that might be the moral of the sh of the show. Like, we need to find some like a visual indicator of how to be able to do that. But well, it it's really like when I'm asleep and I'm tired and I'm sleepy, my body wants to keep me asleep, whatever that means. So, so it'll it'll find a way for me to for it'll find a way for me to sleep uninterrupted. And that might mean if somebody asks me a question, I respond. And I have no idea later. My subconscious is just like, fuck off, this bitch is sleeping. We are, I've had full conversations with people like come to interrupt me and they're just like, hey, I need to know X, Y, Z. I will answer correctly. And they'll be like, oh, uh, we had a whole conversation about it. And I'm like, excuse me? I was dead asleep, and they're like, no, you weren't. And I'm like, I promise you I was. <laughs> There's not a lick in me that was conscious. It's very much a, no, we are sleeping. This is the sleep time. Go away. Things, things I learned from church. <laughs> my, my, my best friend in the whole wide world. Uh, jumped into my Final Fantasy 14 Discord the other day because he's also a 14 player. Right. And I promised him that if he played the game with me, I would he would never want for gear because I will make all of his gear. That's really beautiful. He will be always up to date because I will always make a shit or buy it for him. I will be his I will be his 14 uh glucose guardian. And uh so he comes in there and he's just like baking them on the drugs again. And I'm like, oh, which ones? I'm like, are you, are you like a new kind of weed or something? He's like, I'm back on Final Fantasy 11. I'm like, oh. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I found a private server. And I'm like, okay. So he's telling me about it. And I'm just like, okay, how do you do this? Because I know why you're here. <laughs> So let me just let me just let me just not even pretend to go through the motions. Let me just just give me the information as to how I can play Final Fantasy XI with you on this private server. And what am I doing? I'm playing Final Fantasy XI on this private server. Now, the funnier part about this is is 
I, when I was first playing Final Fantasy XI, he had been playing it since basically the inception of Final Fantasy XI, and it was like 2008 for me. Right. 2008, 2009. And no, it was 2009. So, like, he just went, he just dragged my ass all across Van Ideal. And yeah, just dragged my ass all the way across Van Ideal. And then just like, was like, okay, so. So if you want to unlock this, you have to go here. If you want to unlock this, we're going here. And he'd be like, okay, so I need you to, we're going to get you this weapon. In order to get this weapon, what I'm going to do is I'm going, you're going to attack this and I'm just going to heal you. And I'm like, okay. Like I didn't, I didn't even know what we were doing. And he's having me attack like, like notorious monsters, which are basically giant things that'll kill you solo, but he was max level. (laughs) Hmm. And so, like he 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 dragged me all around the game, and I got me. I was max level in two months, <laughs> and had all had all my sub jobs, and was working on other stuff. And so, uh, with the private server, you can't really quite do that. So, like, I'm having to like go around through stuff, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this, but I didn't do any of it. So I'm just like, I sort of know what I'm doing. Is um. I didn't even know private servers were possible in Final Fantasy. Eleven. It's because the reason it's possible is because they um, a couple of years ago dropped support for the North American servers entirely. They're just so you, oh. you you can only you can only play eleven on a Final Fantasy server uh, on a private server. But like Squeenix knows about this. Oh, okay. So they're not going to descend on it. Like, like it's Nintendo it's not would. like they don't know about it. So like, there's actually like rules and stuff that you like if you run private servers like that you have to follow. Right. Um. Otherwise, you're not doing it like legally. But they're they're actually like running these private servers like above ground. Like these are all like totally legal. All the ad, all the plugins, and because it's not supported anymore, and it's on the U.S. and it's a private server, like you can do plugins and add-ons, and it it doesn't matter. So like. But like they like they have it to where you like you can't dual box like that's a regulation that like you you cannot dual box. Hmm. Hold on. What is dual so boxing? Like you can't, dual boxing is when you have uh, two accounts and you're power leveling the other account. Oh, OK. So the reason that they're doing that is because they don't allow like gill sellers, currency sellers. Or, you know, building up accounts and selling them. That That's against the Squeenix rules. So um, there's, like, specifically, like, legal shit around that. Hmm. So in order to run a private server, like, within, you know, Squeenix legalese, uh, that, that, that's how it go. Okay. I mean, I appreciate it. Uh, they're nicer about this than like Nintendo, so. Yes, no, uh, uh, they are very, they're very easy to work with. I think on a lot of stuff like this. Um, so it's it's uh it's been not really. They they're pretty open with a lot of their properties once they like stop it. They're like, I mean, you're not, I mean, now it is still active in the, on the Japanese servers, but like, you can't really get, go on the Japanese servers. Um, 
here's a hmm, how do I put this question? Hmm. When I mentioned Nintendo now, I forgot that um I, I mean uh Zelda the Tears of the Kingdom came out yesterday at eleven to raucous applause. And I'm wondering whether one of us should play it for the for the for the benefit of the podcast. If you're listening and you would like us to play um one of us, probably me, to uh play the new Zelda, um let us know. Uh that's uh I think we're UN Fridays on Twitter. Or you can find me at Aaron. That would be Aaron playing it. That would be um probably me playing it. But I did. I do know it's supposed to be a direct sequel of Breath of the Wild. It is a direct sequel, yes. Like literally after the events of Breath of the Wild is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. But I do not want to play Breath of the Wild as that is. These are massive, massive games that give you no leash. And I'm and I I I might be too old for that. Um. So I am. I think it's just not your style of game. I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's just not your style. Um, um, you're not wrong. And I'm trying to think, like, I haven't visited an open world game like that since Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, and I actually enjoyed that, but I don't always, and I don't, u- I don't usually actually is a better word. So, and I'm willing to give it a go because, like I said, it just, uh, I haven't played, full. Dis- I haven't played, I think I played Link to the Past on uh, that was the last Zelda game I played. And I'm wondering whether I should return to it just to chronicle the returning to it. Because it's one of the few things that I don't ever care about at all. Like even things that I don't play, I pay attention to. I just don't buy them. But it's a, Zelda Legend of Zelda has been one of those things where it's like, I think since Wind Waker, I haven't been paying much mind to it. Like I just don't care. <laughs> So I'm like, maybe that would be a brand new game. You think about it, how many games like you know about inherently from having played so many games that you passively understand what you're playing about 95% of the time. You know what I mean? There's no game I could put in front of you and you'll be like, oh, wow. Even if it's something you weren't expecting because we've kind of been playing games that long. So apparently this immersive sim open world Zelda might be something that is hovers in that five percent it's a thought uh i don't know i'm still of i'm still of the mindset to where like if you're not interested in it and you don't want to play it then we you shouldn't play it like there's there's still like other games going on out there and i and like i also like we don't we don't have we don't have to play the games that are that are like the big popular games right now like it's just not a thing you have to do no um it is a it is a um it's a joint venture um, I'm not beating down the door to play Tears of the Kingdom, but I do understand that it might be it might be worth it to give it a spin with the proper um, support, if that makes sense. Just to give it yeah. a spin, yeah, yeah, no. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, I I have zero interest in it. Like, I'm hyped for everybody else who wants to play it, but I'm actually like taking this as a nice break, uh, as a lull between games. Uh, I'm almost beaten. I'm, I'm very close to finishing Octopath 2. I've just, I've, I've slowed my roll on it a little bit because so like the game is so good. 
that one it's it's like easily easily game of the year like there's nobody who can convince me that there's a better game like it's just not uh it is i haven't finished it it's all the way in my top favorites um i was talking with another friend of mine and he uh he has a lot of similar uh taste in games that i do and like he's like no easily this is like one of his top this is like his top favorite game like it it beat chrono trigger for him um yeah it's very good and he like he was he was waffling on it um and then he finished the uh he finished like the uh the epilogue and he's like it's over he's like it's he hasn't done the secret boss yet but like he's like it's over it's over it's like this is this is the best game and so I'm like, I'm sitting here like, I don't, I don't want the game to end. <laughs> oh, I understand that. So like the game, I'm so attached to the game that I don't want the game to end. And like, it's such a long game that I know I'm not going to play it over again. Like not for a while. Right. And also I'm going to work towards the secret boss. Right. Um. So I'm just kind of like running around like, la, 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 <laughs> la, la, <laughs> avoiding, yeah. avoiding finishing the game game I got, it's like it's like your character is ready for side quests on a hair trigger like you just poking you hey guys what's going on in here anybody need anything anybody i'm need- I'm, I'm, I'm literally going around and finishing all of the side quests hey guys so notice you're a little low on lettuce you need some lettuce i can get you some lettuce hold on i got you i was just like oh look it's an area i haven't been before i'm uh just Oh, let's mosey on in. Oh, look, it's a secret dragon lair. Oh, wow. There's, do you have, guys have a problem with this dragon? Do you guys need anything from this dragon? I'm just going to go wander around here a little bit. If you need like any eggs or jewels, precious ore, anything like that, just let me know. I got all of you. Just just lay it on me. Just te- text me at this number. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like there's literally a button. There's literally a little icon on the map that says like further stories. And I know that's the next chapter. Right. And I'm just like, (laughs) but I'm going to start I'm going to, so what I'm going to do is with my, with uh, free time around assignments tonight, because today is Friday the 12th. um, I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work on my homework um i destroyed my brain on homework yesterday so i'm gonna go easy on it i'm gonna do my homework and um after my homework's done i'm gonna continue doing the side quests and running around and trying to get some extra levels on my characters and then i'm gonna start i'm gonna i'm gonna stream tomorrow morning and i'm going to start the the next the next chapter tomorrow morning and cry as i get closer to ending <laughs> you're going back to streaming yes and we all get to watch the, i mean the only reason i took a break off was because i've been so sick i just like i couldn't i i couldn't even get out of bed for a few days oh i understand it's hard it's hard and then i and then i had a doctor's appointment that was wild i was like i feel so bad because like i want to stream consistently and i'm trying to find ways to stream like more consistently and like I enjoy it and I like it when people come and watch, but it's just so hard to be consistent when it's just like, I don't know how I'm going to be today. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's like, like a lot of people want to compare it to like spoons. Like, oh, you don't have the spoons. And I'm like, that's not what's happening here. This is not, this is not spoon theory. Spoon theory actually doesn't apply here. <sighs> this is, this, this is much more complicated 
and and there's no way there's and and at times there's just no there's no way to predict so like i I, people will always want to people are wanting to make plans with me and i want to make plans with them and it's just like i genuinely just don't know so like people be like oh hey so let's do this and i'm like yeah it's a 50 50. please continue to invite me but it's a 50 50. Yeah. Well, what you get done is uh, impressive in its own right. And uh, I think we've, at least we have, we have the core group of people who understand the dynamic nature of your production schedule. But listen, I also want to make money. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, it's not it's the- interfering with my ability to make coin. Um, Yes, you would need, you know, what wouldn't, you know, what might actually work is, um, how do I put it? A multi-person brand. Like if, um, I also streamed and like other people streamed and it was more so you were not under the gun. So there was like a, like, um, streamer, I think streamer house is like a house in Florida where they stream all night. It's not one person. It's like five or six people on a shift every day. And I, I think having multiple people stream um, for, I guess, Unreasonable Fridays would probably be the play to take the pressure off of just you so there are not as many dead spots. I'm quietly um, building a proper video setup yeah, in this the, office. The, so. the only issue is, is I already have, like, my own followers and stuff that have been built up. So it's, like, it trying would. to, like... Trying to merge with other people is always a thing. Oh, oh, no, it's not random people. It would be carefully curated. Like, this is not a plan that we would be able to launch, like, tomorrow or even recently. But it's just an idea to take the pressure off of you so that um, as part of a larger, not even like a big group, just knowing that there is a possibility that, you know, that you're not going to disappear from existence when you don't have it. So just a a way to kind of keep, your name in circulation, even if you're not necessarily at the top of, you're not necessarily the top of everyone's mind, you're then somewhere in the middle as opposed to just not being there and then trying to step back in. Cause that's frustrating. Like you said, fucks with your money, which you would be able to do make if you could be consistent, but you're not medically capable of doing so. It's frustrating, which is already frustrating on top of being frustrated. So yeah, the, the algorithms are slated specifically for uh, uh, consistency. Right. And also people, like, tune in for consistency. So if you have a schedule and you adhere to your schedule, they always tune in to, in that specific time. Right. Um, but I, I I can't do it. Like, I, I try to do it, and it's just like I don't make it, and then I feel bad. So I'm like, well, instead of just feeling bad, I'll just do what I can when I can. And just leave it at that. But it is unfortunate. It's just not very disability friendly, which sucks because a lot of this stuff is how a lot of people with disabilities are able to earn extra income. Yeah. Uh, but like if if you have like, you know, the kind of disability where like you, you can't kind of do that, that makes it more difficult. And this would all much be easier if I like TikTok. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. Here's my H card. 
That's not. It's not actually an age thing. It's I just not. prefer text. I just prefer text form. Text yeah. form is so much easier for me. Videos are not your friend. Just as a brand, um, Bacon does not watch videos. I think they have to be super targeted. Like someone has to specifically tell you that you need to watch this short video specifically, and then have the cachet for you to be able to actually watch it because they ask you to watch it, and it has to be short and to the point. I've got I've got two people that I work very hard to watch <laughs> videos that they send me, and I have let both of them know that um, I don't watch videos, and I will click on about one one out of three that they send me, and one of them's just like, oh yeah, I already knew because sometimes you hit that react that laugh react button way faster than uh, you could possibly watch that video, <laughs> and I'm like, the heading was funny. <laughs> Listen, I got it smelled funny and I love a funny smell. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm, I'm it's, like the vibe it gave off was yeah, funny. Yeah, it was just it made me I looked at the thumbnail and I smiled and that's that's worth a lot. And like the laugh react was real. I laughed at that thumbnail. <laughs> like I saw that and I was like, this is gonna be some nonsense. So I feel okay laugh reacting. And then like I posted this literally half a second ago. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. It looked funny without me opening it. But I, I do try. I do try. And uh, I know I know I've been saying that I'm gonna be like watching the animes, but like I've got two animes now. I've got the Crunchyroll account. I I have figured out how to log back into my Crunchyroll account. <laughs> so like like we're there. We're getting there. Like it's we are we are infinitely closer than we were three years ago. What did we say we were going to watch? Near Automata. That's what we were going to watch. We were oh. going to watch as a, as a family, Near Automata. I thought we talked about that, but I'm on Blue Lock and Gundam. Oh, no. I'm watching, I was watching Blue Lock with Erica. Um, uh, it's funny because it, Blue Lock being the anti-sport, anti-sports anime anime is disrupting the hell out of Erica. Like, we've, we were watching, we've watched a few of them, and the, in the, 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 the teamwork and healthy masculine male models uh, uh, system that they deploy is phenomenal and amazing and cute and fantastic. And Blue Lock is um, not doing... <laughs> it's marvelous, but it's not. But it is, but it's not. And it's so... I love it to death, but I, it's, it's disrupting. I'm, 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 I'm I like, I, I am so hyped to watch it. I, I'm, my goal is to watch it this weekend while I'm working on it. Oh, you absolutely should. It's, um, so it, I'm, I, I'm going, I'm going to check back in with me next week. I will have watched more than one episode. I can't tell you how many more, but I will have watched more than one. I didn't realize that that was where someone had taken that idea from. Um, I remember someone was online and pitching the idea of an anime where they try to find the next Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant um, was a bit of a madman, a genuinely nice fellow as at you know a genuinely nice fellow at the end of his career, and you know and, and he, he unfortunately you know, he's not he's not here. And uh, I was like, and they were talking about the idea of them, you know, finding trying to find the next Kobe Bryant for the for the for the proper for the for the sake of basketball balance. And I was like, that's an insane and interesting idea and then i saw i was like oh that's from blue lock oh you took that idea from blue lock uh also i um need someone who watches soccer because there's got to be some commentary about the idea that japan is so desperate to win a world cup 
that they are kidnapping teenage boys who are good at soccer, trying to forge one out of just straight up trauma. So I'm just like, there's a there's commentary on soccer in Japan that I am missing because I am a I know very little about Japan and very little about soccer. The anime itself is good, but there is I feel it. I can I can taste it. That the oh yeah, no, it is entirely the commentary on his 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 ideas on the state of soccer in Japan, and that is the funniest shit in the world to me. Like so, like be, normally I don't care about shonens. I don't care about I don't I don't care. I only care about sports anime to a point. Um, but this, I I am a absolutely sucker. I'm a huge sucker for um, uh, anti animes. Ah uh, yes. So where you take where you take the genre and you turn it on its head. I am a huge sucker for that. That is that is my weakness, um, and 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 especially if it's good, like bitch, count me in. I just like like I said, I just gotta just gotta just inching my way. It's been months. I know I've been saying it's months. Like this is this is this is this is like people who say they're thinking about coming back to Destiny level, but like it's back in my like I said, Crunchyroll is and and Netflix are both back into my favorites. On on my on my uh on my bar like when we are in we are in it's gonna happen like this week and then of course all the Gundam commentary like I I I'm a fucking sucker for Gundam like I can't I can't I, I, just, I think we might we would need to we would need to bring in another Gundam specialist as I know zero about it um we have oh I I mean there's literally there like four of us that are bullshitting about it in the UNF Discord. Um, are these all are these all mic capable people? Like I, I've it's not me, been... it's me, Jarrett Rousseau and Justin. Oh, so then we just have you guys on a show and just kind of she can just put you guys in a bottle and shake it and then record. Like what... Jarrett is like the Gundam. Oh, I, I oh I understand. Yes, I've watched him. <laughs> I've watched him stream various Gundam, literally anything and everything. Yes, yes. And like just. Justin is also Team Gundam. We are here. We are here for these war crimes. These children committing war crimes. All right. Notes, notes taken and made. All right, cool. We can do that. There's like a whole bunch of Gundam nerds. There's. It's funny because there's like a there's this whole whole joke about like trans girls and Gundams, and I'm like, I'm not a trans girl. I've always been into Gundam. <laughs> I was just like, take that, you stereotype. <laughs> Stick it to the man. I'm not a trans man either. Fight me. <laughs> By the way, this is your reminder, everybody who's listening. If you have medications, please get your medications refilled. Just in general. You probably you forgot your prescription. Go get... Either either message your doctor, call the pharmacy, do whatever you do, check on your prescriptions. I know half of you is ADHD or autistic and ADHD. Do the thing. Uh, this makes sense as we... Um... I, did, I did mine today. But I did mine a day early. I have to wait till tomorrow for my insurance to cover my amitriptyline because they only do it a week early. 
are you uh wrestling with um supply shortages uh on my needles i am and on my testosterone that's been a fucking pain in the ass and then my pharmacy which is local got bought out by a large national uh pharmacy chain and uh has been a nightmare to deal with ever since like there's an entire online system that i've been using to like get my medication if i ask for my prescription refill through the website the pharmacy doesn't get it it doesn't go through the pharmacy and so i have to call up the pharmacy and be like what's going on so i finally was just like what's the best way to renew my prescriptions and they're like you should just call and i'm like (laughs) cool i will call from now on i hate making phone calls but i will fucking do it because I do not want to wait for two weeks later and be like, where's my prescription and not get a phone call. You're right. Check on your meds. There's also like supply shortages across the board for like various medications for a variety of reasons that are bullshit and not bullshit. Because despite what everybody thinks, I'm going to say it again, but sound like a broken record. The global supply chain is still fucked. Everything's so fine. fucked. Everything's fine. Production is so fucked that child labor is on the rise. Not like child labor wasn't um, child and slave labor, and I'm not being facetious, wasn't like already happening in, in much higher quantities than people than people thought of. Right. Even though like, you know, at literal slave and child labor and undocumented uh, uh, child labor, like uh, complete, there's child labor on the books now and off the books uh all over the place they're like we don't have bodies bring in your kids and we'll work them kids or <laughs> not even your kids any kids yeah no we're uh we're um we're about to get on a very slippery slope um i hope that we get in front of this as as a nation um but all signs point to not i mean they're trying to do they're trying to do more they're trying to uh drop the 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 child labor age again to make it legal i was just like oh man we're going back in time so fast that's well you know we we can't pay the existing adults and we need to deal with people who um want less I mean, this was the this was this is how we govern who to marry or how we do or don't. I mean, also we just, I mean, also like be real, we just we just don't even have the bodies. Like, um, I mean, not like we have like the young bodies either, but we don't we we don't have the adult bodies, I guess. We could, but we'd need to pay for the adult. See, this is the problem: was when in our darkest hour, um, everyone who would pay us was like. We don't care whether you live or die. And um, they forgot the mic was on when they said that. And we all heard them. So there are a lot of us who are um, not going to respond to calls to work the way we would have before they announced to everyone they don't care whether we live or die. And now they're having trouble. Like They could do right by more people and get more people. Well, we're also in like a mass disabling effect 
and absolutely and, and, and guess what happens when there's when uh, you are too disabled to work you are effectively out of the workforce to the point where when they're talking about the unemployment rates people who are out of the workforce are not part of the unemployment rates like percentages right you don't even get factored in Oh, yeah, you do not get factored in. I forgot yeah. about that. Yes. You don't get factored in. You are only factored in if you are looking for, if you are unemployed but actively looking for work. If you are not actively looking for work, you are not counted as part of the workforce. So all these people um, deeply affected by long COVID are, uh, they are phased out of all data collection regarding the topic of employment in the United States. Correct. Hmm. Sounds about right. I, I forgot. I remember reading this and I had forgotten about it because the number of people affected by COVID is so massive that this system of ignoring their existence is going to prove unwieldy very quickly and um, blow up in our faces spectacularly. Yeah, it's it's a it's my favorite thing to you know mention because it's a it's a common common forgotten about thing. Hmm. Commonly forgotten about. Here I am bringing up the depressing facts. Oh, it's not depressing facts. It's good to know. Um, one thing I I I realize is uh, humans tend to forget why things happen if the thing that is happening is um uh, i guess cataclysmic enough we will forget why it happened we will just be so shocked by the presence by the existence of the thing that happened that the cause will get lost in the it will get lost amongst the waves of just chaos and confusion so it's always 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 good that someone actually brings up why a thing happened at all yeah it's you it's almost never talked about in terms of disability um it does get talked or it does get talked about in terms of like youth like so when they're like youth are entering the workforce later than before like that that's that that's part of what they're talking about like because you don't uh if, if if you're just going to school full-time and or you're just at home and you're not working like as you know like in your in your late teens early 20s like you're you're not part of the workforce so you, and you don't count for unemployment either um because you're not you're not actively looking but like women so it, uh women leave the workforce to go like have children and like take care of the kids um so it's usually talked about as like in in terms of like women leaving the workforce and coming back into the workforce but you also can't come back to the workforce. You have to watch your kids <laughs> because there's no childcare. <laughs> and then COVID complicated that. So there's a lot of there's there's a lot of interesting things. So I'm, I'm and like they do collect data on people who are out of the workforce, et cetera. But it's it's just it's not at the same rates as unemployment. And it, it doesn't factor in. Um, what we talk about and it's good because um, we should be talking about the conditions of all Americans if we're talking about the workforce. The workforce is every American and apparently even the kids. <laughs> so we um, need to talk about the conditions of all of them. And uh, that's a big part of it. 
So uh, it, it is uh, important to um, keep in mind at all times. So there is that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to play. After I'm done with Octopath 2, I'm going to play Cozy Grove. Um, fair warning uh, Cozy Grove is uh, a very dark, cozy game. Yes, I'm aware. Um, my favorite thing about cozy games is I think that they're the best medium to tell a dark story now that I've really sat down with several of them by either by playing them or just by living with Erica. Um, I think a lot of like adult, like serious, um, narrative are undermined by the mechanical need to have you keep playing a video game that undermines it. So like I was looking at the, the, the last of a show. And The Last of Us show communicates the message of the story better because you're not just killing niggas willy-nilly. So it makes the fragility of the characters and the circumstances stick out more, and it makes the impact of the story hit harder. And in the game, you lose it because Joel is a fucking tank. And so is Ellie in the second one. And so is Abby. All of these people kill lots of fucking people. So a lot of the emotional impact of the frailty of being the last chunk of humans on Earth, of uh, trying to find your way when there is no hope of finding humanity, what gives you a reason to live is lost. Because between crying fits, you killed 14 niggas in a coffee shop. And I understand I need to play a video game, so I'm not begrudging anyone for this. But that need to have a game in between the story bits undermines the importance of some of these very impactful stories. And uh, cozy games, because you spend, like, to hear the story of, like, um, the ghost of a military vet that feels guilty that he got all his men killed is extra impactful when you have to spend 20 minutes collecting twigs and stones in silence afterwards. Like, you just have to go <laughs> about your business. Like, you have to make a quiche. And collect some twigs and feed your cat in general silence after he told you that his that he cannot pass on to the next life because he thinks he got his men killed and you're like oh silence six out of 14 twigs here i go i'll be back tomorrow nice talking to you mr johnson <laughs> and that impact is so the silence and the meditative gameplay of like cozy game lets those narrative beats sit so neatly and they marinate so well. And in Cozy Grove, characters will like say something like that and think about it in real time. So like they won't say anything for like days because they'll say some real shit and catch themselves and then just not talk. They'll just then have nothing for you. Like just like, hey, hey, like real life. And I think that medium is the best for it. Like, um, you ever hear that game, The Dredge? No. It's a fishing game. Uh, Ooh, fishing. It's a fishing game, right? Um, you control games. a boat. You control a fisherman on a boat. Um, it's also about um, the uncovery of an eldritch horror. So they tell you, this town, they tell you, you can fish. Do not fish after sundown. Um, do not. I'm going to fish after sundown. Do not. You got to fish after sundown. It's fucking crazy. Um, your character um, is fishing. And one of the most horrible things is when you start to discover the fish that are affected by the monster, by the eldritch horror living underneath the lake. And every once in a while, you'll pull up a fish, and it'll be a normal fish, and there'll be a normal fish, and all of a sudden, it'll be a demon fish. 
and your character will act like it's normal and be like, oh, six eyes. Hmm. Fins are a little tough. Oh, well. And then you'll see how much you can get for it. And some of the people, some of the townspeople don't want it because they don't want to talk about the demon fish. And it's like, the fact is there's something living under the lake. Everyone's trying to act like it's fine. Your character's trying to act like it's fine. He's quietly, he's quietly, he's quietly doing a thing. And everyone's reaction in this really well done fishing game, really good fishing game. There is, um, there is, uh, such dark undertones of a town that does not want to talk about what is underneath the lake and just will actively turn away from it while your character is more intrigued by it. And some people in the town are interested in it and some of them aren't who's outcast who, and these stories are, um, they're so much better because you spend 20 minutes of silence out in the lake by yourself afterwards like the like the person that will buy the demon fish looks like a person that would buy a demon fish sight unseen without saying a word to you and give you money and walk away and then you got to think about that for 20 minutes while you're on the lake just one in the afternoon just boat just floating just silence a little a little mood music somebody on a little piano single person on the piano a little bit a little lo-fi. not a person on the piano right a little person on the piano it just came to mind um, we would like to see you play Cozy Grove. I'd like your reaction to Cozy Grove, and um, yeah, it just—it was a thought that come to mind. Um, Destiny is also guilty of this. Um, every character they—they they have the—they—they uh, they introduce the concept of the neutral factions, while then having you kill all of those factions for sport. No such thing. Um, they tried very hard, and now as the as the lightfall, as the light and dark saga ends, there are neutral factions. Like the tower is filled with Elixney, the tower is filled with Cabal, the Awoken are here. Like the Traveler's not here, but everyone else is coming together anime style to wrap this up. Um, as a result, though, um, Elixney is apparently the Elixney is the term. The Fallen is a derogatory term that is still being used for some of them, but not all of them, and. Um, Again, that's like hell's big niggers and black people energy. And I'm like, again, it's because you're caught in the game where we have to shoot all the things. I don't blame you. But I understand how it looks. We've spent a year understanding the motivations and culture of the Elixney in relation to other Elixney. However, this bounty on my phone says I have to kill 15 fallen. Again, just letting you know, this is what's on my phone. I'm going to go back to work. Just calling it out. That's all. Just, uh, just might wanna you you, you might wanna think about it. That you know, that's why we're here. Yeah. To think about things. Right. Um, they've done it for the cabal, but not so much for the elixir. So the cabal, um, have three factions. There is Callus's faction of clone cabal. There is his daughter's faction of um neutral cabal that work with the work with the vanguard and the guardians. And then there are so they red. they just out here head headbutting people for money, right? And then there is um and then there is I mean I love the cabal, right? And then there are the faction of Red Legions from there is a faction of Red Legion cabal that are from the original bit of the game, and like there is a decree like um Kaidel Callus's daughter is like the current queen of the cabal, and she's like full stop. If you are drawing a gun on a guardian, you are officially not cabal, and whatever the fuck happens to you is what happened to you. Full stop. If you are a traitor, you will be executed as a traitor. If not by us, then by whatever guardian you decided to shoot at. 
there. We said it. I mean, that gives that gives good narrative reason for fighting random cabal. Right. They did not they have not done that so much with the Elixni. The Elixni are still kind of scavengers and it became uh there was a uh, a narrative beat that revealed that these skinny elixir the dregs are like malnourished like they just don't get enough like nutrients from oh baby right so you're Th- just they're like, gonna have to figure out something because they're either gonna have to like swap them out with another enemy or like you're gonna have to do something buddy right um because this doesn't you know, work at some point or the other and again i'm not i understand you have an entrenched game and you're writing a developing, growing story for a growing game. But now, not only are we calling Elixney, still using the derogatory racist term to describe, describe Elixney, but I'm also pulling a, putting a bullet through the ones with calcium deficiencies. You're going to have, again, your narrative is bumping up against the need for a video game. It happens. It's rough, though. So they're they're, 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 they're going to have to swap out them character models. The collisions get rough. I, I, it, it's real. Sometimes the collisions, they get a little rough. People take tumbles. People, they, 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 they bruise up. because the, 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 the combination of your story and your gameplay, they collide. People get flipped over. They got to call the ambulance. People have to trade insurance information. It's real rough. I get they do so i'm just i just said i noticed that in playing cozy games the narratives sit front and center and in fact are able to um exist in that game in that type of game better than most genres of games i've ever played i'm not gonna lie i forgot where that started oh the dark the um the narratively dense cozy game yeah, I, I'd forgotten that the narratively the 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 dark narratives work better in some cozy games because of the nature of the cozy game. Like it, it's not the gameplay is not bumping up against the uh, the narrative in the same way because you just the objectives are completely different. Right. So it was uh uh I for, I forgot that's where we had started. So I was just I was just vibing with a conversation like like we usually do. Like la la like oh wait no there actually was like a, a point that we're coming a full circle across hello i'm here if the brain you, fog kicked in if you <laughs> and listen listen i don't if you can remember because cozy games are new to me so if you can recall as a person who's always played them if you can recall when cozy games started to turn the corner and throw the narratives in for in, in there you let me know like you don't have to answer and recall it immediately um that's perfectly fine um i think the i think the only ones that really do are like some of because some of the farming sim games have combat right um so sometimes it sometimes in those games it does but it it also kind of works like there's also kind of built-in quirkiness with those games Uh and so like it works with the built-in quirkiness Mm. if that makes sense oh it does um uh like like in in one of one of the games like finding out one of the enemies that i fight regularly is just a race that just regularly makes bad like the they just make bad decisions like not as a race like individually they make bad decisions so like like okay this this monster this creature is attacking me but like they could just be attacking me because they want to prove their worth to their back home to the to the folks back home be like, well, if I win against this human, I can be like, look, I defeated a human, rah rah rah. <laughs> and so there's like, there's like, that was in Harvestella. Harvestella was fucking hilarious. 
the the micro narratives and Har- Harvest Stella actually made some of the combat really funny because like I knew whenever I ran into a Sahagin, the so, the Sahagin just have like this completely bonkers worldview, and right. I'm like, you know what? Okay, like one Sahagin is sitting in a pool in like a pool by your house, and he's just like, you need to bring me all of these rare fish, <laughs> and I'm like okay why and he's just like okay so if you bring me all of these rare fish i can go back and i can be king of my people Hmm. i'll give you something he's and he's like i'll give you something for each fish you get me so go get me the fish (laughs) and i'm like sure but then he never leaves (laughs) (laughs) like i've completed all the fish turnings and he just doesn't leave which might for that game seem like a um loose thread but like if you do a lot of the side quests that like any of the side quests that involve the sahagin like no it actually makes sense and and, and like there's the one on the beach not attacking anybody who decided to pick a fight with some kids and like by pick a fight just like yell at each other so like it's, I mean, just like they they have strange worldviews, and it's like okay, so I'm being attacked. Well, they have strange worldviews. It's fine. <laughs> it just be like this sometimes. I I I understand. Like we're we're just we're just out here all doing our best. Yeah, I I love that. I'm not gonna lie. I I do I do enjoy that when the story kind of just helps to just help me frame some of these asses I'm kicking. Like there's no reason why all these people are running up on me. But if there is a reason, I love the thought that goes into it. Um. Yeah, like in in Rune Factory, like all of all of the all of the non humanoid esque enemies. Well, no, that sorry, that's not true. Uh. I think all the enemies except for the goblins, every single one of them you can tame and take back to their farm to your farm and they like drop loot every day. <laughs> or every two days. Like 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 if you capture like a cow monster, because the you know cow monsters are out vibing, they're like, what the frick are you doing on my farm out here? I'm gonna like bull rush you, because I can. But like if you tame them, they give milk every day. <laughs> um and you know, but like you can, you can also have fairies, and like the fairies will drop, drop like fairy dust. You can like there are these like enemy mushrooms, and the enemy mushrooms drop a couple different things I don't remember. So I was like, okay, well everything's out here for me to gain levels, uh, uh, do WWE moves on, <laughs> and um, uh, like we're all just living our best life out here. We're just vibing. Like it's it's okay. I un- I understand. Like you don't know what we're doing here. I don't know what I'm doing here. But we're all just out here vibing, and like like the monsters in the dungeons all have like a narrative beat, and like the end boss, you can like you can actually tame the end bosses too. Like they don't drop a thing every day, but like they every well every day if you fight them, they drop an item that you can get off of them. But if if you tame them, you can tame them, and then you can take them into combat with you. So it's just like. Like, it's like, okay, it's monsters. And then, of course, like, there's the games like Monster Hunter, which it frames itself. Right. <laughs> you know what? Why, why am I attacking this fucking asshole of a bird? Because I can. 
Well, they always say that there is the, uh, what is it? The last Monster Hunter I played, there was a uh, Monster Hunter World said there was like a tectonic shift caused by the appearance of um, elder monsters that was agitating the other monsters, which is why they were pushing inland, which is why you had to fight them and they were so aggro. So, yeah. Which is fine. Right. Once you see them, right. they are but, but the whole But the main purpose of it is that you know there's the lore. The main purpose is, is you are a monster hunter. <laughs> And your job is to hunt monsters. Uh, yeah. Originally, it, it that, doesn't. It doesn't get deeper than that. Originally, there was not much of a story there. Like they kind of started building that up, but originally, like way back in like PlayStation Two, I think when Monster Hunter debuted, they were just like there are monsters here. You hunt them. It, well, look what. I'm, I'm not, to talk shit about our former selves. Uh huh. We really didn't need much narrative. Um, we still don't. Um, I appreciate them putting um context to something like Monster Hunter, but it's like I'm here to take my katana sword and fight a T Rex. I appreciate that you've given this T Rex reason to be here. I appreciate that there is an overarching ecosystem with lore. I love the thought that you've put into it, but understand, I loaded this up to take my katana and one v one this dinosaur. I just need to see who's better, my swordsmanship. Or this ancient reptile. That's it. I, again, deeply appreciated, but not needed. But thank you anyway. I'm here for giant weapons and fashion. Yeah. That's exactly it. And, and my matching cat to have fashion. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I'm not gonna, okay, so like, I'm saying this like as an RPG fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I, I go back and I play some of these old RPGs. And like, the, the reason... <laughs> The reason some of the big names stand out is because they had a story. They mm-hmm. had like a relatively cohesive story that made sense. Like, I'm a, I'm a talk shit about one of my favorite series, and I'm saying this: it is still one of my favorite series. I played Breath of Fire. I've played all of the Breath of Fires. That is some weak ass narrative. <laughs> It is it is put you to sleep levels of boring. <laughs> like there there is there good story in there. Yes. It should take much less time than it does to get there. Um, it is it is uh and I say that for all of them. Now you can argue with me. I want you to go back and play them. Again, that and is tr- it. and try to stay awake. <laughs> I always thought the stories were a little boring. There was one where there was the best story. There was a Breath of Fire game where you were f- underground. I think it was the four. Why what? Yeah. Four you had the you had to it was like a you had to keep playing and dying and starting over, which is a shame because it had the most interesting premise, which was you being trapped underground and fighting your way up. But you had to keep fighting until you died and grinding up like, up and up over and over again that I never got a chance because I didn't like the system. Because for once I wanted the story to continue and they had this system where you just were hit a you would just hit a, a a level ceiling and have to start over with your stuff and then re-level and then get more stuff and then re-level. And it had big roguelite energy and uh, I didn't like it, but that was the only Breath of Fire where I was like, and I didn't see the rest of the story. It just the, the original premise of the story, which is me wanting to get to the surface, was fascinating. And the rest of them 
are a little drab, but again, I don't want to start a fist fight with Breath of Fire fans. That's all you. I'm a Breath of Fire fan. I'm a huge Breath of Fire fan. I will still play Breath of Fire games. I will allow you to fist fight amongst your um your your tribe then. That's I'm saying that. this out of love. Listen, that that's like 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 listen. There are a lot of these old games that honestly, I think would be great if they got remade because. I so I I'm 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 full of remake fatigue right now. Like I do I 100% want new stories. But some of these games lack so much story that you can get real creative. <laughs> I mean I mean I'm not going <laughs> to lie. There there's so much gaps in the narrative that there is room to get really creative right. and recreate some of these games. Uh I uh, what's another one? Uh, Legend of Dragoon. I love Legend of Dragoon. The characters need a lot of work in Dra- <laughs> Legend of Dragoon. I, I just, who, buddy? Who, who, buddy? Legend of Dragoon needs a lot of work. There, 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 there's a whole, there's a whole section of RPGs where it's just like, we, we only have so much space for the game. So we can either do good narrative or we can do graphics, but we don't have room for both. <laughs> like the text, like the, the text is actively adding to the size of the game. <laughs> so we need to cut the text because the game is too big because there's too much text. And you think I'm joking? I'm not joking. Oh, I understand. Um, I was. Um, there are some games they literally had to cut text for to make space for the game. In uh, my co, an old coworker was. Um, he was a huge fan of the Trails series, like Trails of Cold Steel, Trails of something, something. And he would talk oh, about how the baby. it was so lore heavy and so text heavy that it took years for them to localize it because every character said multiple things the more you pressed A on them. So many characters said so much shit that the games took years, years to localize and bring out. Yeah. Because it's actually so it actually affected the way the size of the original games. Because it was so much text in them so i totally understand it's actually rather it's fascinating it is honestly it's the funniest shit to me about some of these super nintendo and ps1 games there's literally too much text remember when you could fill up computers with microsoft word documents (laughs) you had to go through and delete your documents because there wasn't enough space Bruh, I listen. I, I mean, them cartridges could not hold that much. That's why when people <laughs> when people um they downplay the because you know pixel art is common and people downplay that shit. I'm like, you understand this game would be 21 cartridges. This four hour game would be 21 cartridges if they brought it. Like it's not old school graphics. It's pixel art. Oh my god, could you imagine Octopath on cartridge? It would be a hundred. I mean, it's technically, it's technically on a cartridge. But these cartridges hold silly amounts. It would, it would be, uh, my guess would it would have to be over a hundred cartridges, maybe about two hundred some odd cartridges for the length of game that it is. And you would just be swapping them out every twenty five minutes, like you'd be playing for like an hour, and then you'd have to put in another card. Insert cartridge seventy six. <laughs> yes. Each each character story, like each chapter, character chapter would be a new character. It would be like 
getting in it. It'd be like a row. Like two chapters. It'd be like the encyclopedia collection. You have like one through twenty six across your just four bookshelves of encyclo of uh, Octopath Traveler cartridges. Remember those old computer games where like they came in like booklets because it was in like twelve CDs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I. I was just imagining that, but like instead of it, like a like like the a billfold of like cartridges, like the cascading, <laughs> just fall down all these cartridges. Oh my god! To each other. Oh my god! Oh, you know what story came to mind since we're talking about this? You know what action game wove the action perfectly with its own story? It's a dark horse. Hmm. Max Payne three. The entire story was about a gringo who cannot stop getting into gunfights and winning them to the point where you started, oh, yeah. the game, you started the game in New Jersey, but you like shot the mayor's son because he rolled up on you with his goons and thought that you were washed up. And when you were, in fact, Max Payne, so you killed all of them. So they were like, all right, we need to get you out of here because the mayor's like, you've done a lot, but you also killed my boy. So we're going to get you out of here. They got you a job doing security in Brazil. And then um, you protected the person, but then you shot so many um, folks that you drew the ire of the of like the like the local like gangs. And then you killed so many of the gangs that because of their connection with the corrupt police force, the police came and then you killed so many of the police. And then at some point they were like, we can't get this gringo out of fucking South America. We need someone. So they sent someone to get you out via plane. While it was escalating around you, because they you cannot you you were such a main character that you cannot stop. Like actively, they wanted the violence to stop. They started it, but they did not realize that this was going to escalate to this video game levels of violence. And it wasn't like they had infinite people. They were like, "We need this to stop. We need to get you out of the country." So here's the deal, Gringo. We will get you the fuck out of here, so you never come back. <laughs> like we get it. We get it, please. <laughs> and I was like, there's no story about redemption. There's no, like, every character towards the, like, in the game recognizes that you've killed people. And then towards the end that you were killing far too many people for this to be a sustainable system. You are destroying the ecosystem and affecting our bio, Mr. Payne. You need to get out of here. Yes. <laughs> That game was fucking nonsense. It was absolute fucking nonsense, but it was one of my favorite stories because they were not, they were not, because the worst thing is you play a game and they act like you haven't killed everybody. No, no, no. Max Payne, the entire story hinges on the fact that you kill everybody and they needed to stop. At first, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, just get them. And it's not like this, just that. It's, once it gets to that, it's just one man part. People start getting nervous. <laughs> like people in power start like, to get ahead, legit. No. Like, what the fuck is happening? Was it not like people would like start like backing up or running away? Yes, no, people start yes, like parts of town start vacating, you fight your way to the airport, the military starts coming, and then they stop coming, and then they're like, just leave. Just get out. <laughs> we get like, can you just fuck? Like, just go please. Right, then it resolves itself as and everyone's just like, fuck. And then you get out, and then that's literally the last we ever hear about Max Payne. But it's one of the it's one of my favorite stories. Because it doesn't, it literally hinges on how ridiculous this video game's premise is in the real world. They rooted the video game premise of shooting a bunch of gunmen in the real world. And as you would imagine, no one likes that shit after the first five minutes. <laughs> after about day four of you killing all these people, 
Someone's like, can you please get this gringo the fuck out of here? Phenomenal. Like, we, would, we would appreciate it. We would really strongly appreciate it if you just did not. We do not have the ecosystem for sustained gunfights across an actual city on the globe. No city has the sustained infrastructure for one dude having a gunfight for 56 hours. None of them. And uh, we're just, we, we ain't got it. They ain't. Can't get you out of here. So, yes. Um, but yes, uh, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. I think we 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 had we had actual we had we had planned topics, we had interjected topics, we had organic topics, we had uh, free trade, uh, uh, open range target uh, topics. We did organic, organically grass fed topics. College. Free range cage free. All right, college educated topics, top of their class topics, validatorian topics. Uh, uh, topics that are in academic journals, backed by academic journals, right? Scientific journals. We had all it the all. journals. We had it all today, and I appreciate you for that. Hot topics. Really. I'm tired. I'm just saying shit. Good night, everybody. Bye.